Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do in every space that you occupy. I'm one of the co-hosts here. I'm Conroy, and we got the host, Tony Morton. Tony, say what's up to the people. Yes, the better host. Your boy, Tony. What's going on, y'all? Just kidding. Conroy, we love you, and we're here for you. Hey, um, we got a wonderful episode today, but before we jump in, let's give a shout out to our uh, network, MSW Media, for having us on their platform. Take a look. They have some awesome podcasts there. Um, they have some political ones. They have some debate ones. So take a look at their podcast. Um, also, take a look at our link tree. We have some merch, guys. Support us. If you like us, you'll support us. If you still want content like this. We need your support. So share us, buy some of our stuff. Um, let us know you're rocking with us. Okay, enough with that. Let's jump into the episode today. Tony, what what are we doing today? Today is another book club episode. So y'all have heard us talk about made for people. Why we drift into loneliness and how to fight for a life of friendship. Y'all, this book is absolute gold. Um, definitely a must read. So yeah, we're talking about friendship. Love it. Um, this was a great book. Uh, thanks for the recommendation, Tony. Uh, this book definitely opened my eyes to um friendships. We talked. A, we talked about. We had a whole episode on friendship, and I. It just opened my eyes to it and, and just having deeper friendships. What was your main, what, what would you say your main takeaway was from this book? So before we dive into this book, I have to ask, well, out of five stars, what would you rate this book? In one? Good question. Um, I'd say I'd rate it a four out of five, just because I can definitely see how this wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea. I also realize how important this book is um it was a good switch up from the books i typically like to read um yeah so i would say four out of five what about you uh so for me five out of five um i i think honestly this book is so so like what our culture needs when it comes to friendship i feel like the word friend has lost so much meaning that like Oh, we interact on Facebook. So we're really, we're friends. Um, but you know nothing about and you know how he talks about friendship is being fully known and loved anyway. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, now you're right. Like this book isn't everyone's cup of tea because he is a Christian and so he talks a lot of friendship from a Christian's point of view, but I think, you know, for anyone, um, anyone reading this book, even if they don't follow Jesus, they can gather a lot of good, good stuff about what friendship is and how to be really intentional about friendship. Yeah. I was actually talking to uh, one of my coworkers today just about, the importance of friendship and we did a whole episode on friendship and 
just just completely opened my eyes of about how to be more intentional with f- friends and and I say that I say that loosely because one thing I like that he said is that you can't be friends with everybody and um the way I grew up I grew up a lot of time with by myself you know um my sisters with their dad you know me just with my mom or just me being the only boy in my family so I love having a lot of friends, a lot of people around. I love being able to make people feel connected. But I also see the importance of covenant friendships, see the importance of intentional friendships, see the importance of making intentional time for friendships, um, and also living in close proximity to friends. One thing I, I, I tell a lot of people is, yes, I can. I live in California now, and I can move back east. I can move to Virginia. I can move to somewhere where it's way uh, more affordable and have a big house, white picket fence, the the quote unquote American dream, and have a house empty. Or I can move to where community is, um, like I have here in San Diego. And if it means that, like, I don't have a big house, but I have community, I think that's more important to me. Um, and that's one of the the, the things I, I realized early in life that community will save you. And this book just confirmed it. What was your what were some of your biggest takeaways? Yeah, so I mean I mean that right there, friendship can save you is huge. And like I can even think through like my life, like growing up, I didn't I didn't know anyone, like I was as lonely as you could get. And then when I got connected with you, Blake, Tyler, Justin, Marky, like my whole life transformed. And it was because y'all wanted to know the real me and y'all love me anyway. Um, And it was so different than anything I'd ever experienced. But like, honestly, y'all did save my life. You know, like if it wasn't for y'all, I would have, I would have easily committed suicide. I was so hopeless. I was depressed. Didn't think anyone cared, but it was you guys that kind of changed that narrative. Um, but I also loved in the last chapter, uh, Justin talks about friendship as worship and he says that just simply being a good friend, we're imitating God and the Trinity. Therefore, it is worship way before we get to reading the Bible, praying, going to small group, going to church. And that like revolutionized. Oh my gosh. This is why the world needs to see Christians being good friends. It truly is how people will know we are Jesus' disciples by the way we love one another. Um, And it just helped me think through every single thing that we can do can be worshipped. Everything we do. Um, So, like, those are two big takeaways. I think one of my, one of my big takeaways uh, was having that con- uh intentional community and intentional connection 
And he talked a little bit about like, you know, he has one friend that he meets with weekly. He has another friend. Maybe he meets with monthly. He has another friend who he meets with the second Tuesday of every other month. You know, just something that is intentional that that time is etched in. And I just love that because I feel like humans thrive with structure, even though we like to feel free. Um, we thought of a structure, but more importantly, community thrives with structure. I remember a few years ago, um, we had this small, large group um, that was every Friday night, and it gave us something to do and to hang out with people our age, hang out with people that are like in the same mind frame and trying to pursue Jesus here in this you know crazy world. And I and I just loved having that. And I also think about. After reading this book, I was thinking about, you remember when um, maybe 2016, 17? No, no, it was later. It was probably like 2018 or 19 where we had our like morning Saturday morning calls with our friends. I think about that time and it was so special. Like it was super early for me, but like I, I knew it was worth it for me to get up to just connect with you guys for an hour, hour and a half or so. And even if it was for like maybe like, you know, nine months will be like committed to it. Like every other Saturday, it was a special time. And I think it was great for us because we were all around the country and just for our friends just to connect. Um, I thought that was very special as well as the campfires. I I thought that was really cool too. How he connect connected that with, with the importance of fire in the Bible, how it gives people something to look at, something to talk about. Um, and then also like how fire has, is like a a huge symbol in the Bible and just how he connected those two together, I thought was just, just amazing. And just gave me a new perspective on covenant friends. Right. And, you know, like you, you had said that, you know, Justin has people he connects with weekly, monthly, quarterly, like that just goes to show you just because you're always around people doesn't mean y'all are friends. It's how intentional are you with these people? And something he hits on tremendously is vulnerability. Like, are we letting the people around us see everything about us? Good, bad, ugly. And, and are we experiencing a truly unconditional love and acceptance by them because that that's really scary. There aren't many people that were like, oh, yeah, I can be fully, completely emotionally exposed and know that they ain't going nowhere. Like, and, and so um, I I really appreciated that. Did you, was there anything in the book that you didn't agree with or didn't like the way it was, I guess, worded? Um, no, I mean, I feel like a lot of it just made sense. I think I, I, when I was reading the book, I was just thinking about my different friendships and different relationships and thinking about how, like, I, I think different, I think labeling what that friendship is, is very important. Because there are some friends who you keep at an arm's length that maybe you just go to the gym with, that maybe you just, 
you they're your coworker or your associate, but then there's other friends that you keep close that I've always always believed in that. Um I have a friend here in San Diego um that I would say on the outside most people will think that I'm super close with with this person, but I know that I'm not because um there's this certain things that I know that I don't go I don't go deep with this person with or I don't connect with this person with just simply because it's it's exhausting to to maintain a friendship like that. So I, I, I love that even think about the life of Jesus, right? He has twelve disciples, but he really had his three. And um James Peter and John. And I think it's very important to figure out who your who your close people are. So you can be vulnerable. Cause I feel like we're so cooped up with our emotions that it's hard to express that with a group of friends that you don't know if they're going to talk about you behind your back. You don't know if you feel safe in that situation. And I, I love I love that he, he mentioned having covenant friendships and how he even had a like I t- we talk about our friends. For those of you who are following us, we talk about our friends that we've been friends since high school. And I would say we were just acquaintances until we made a decision to get real with each other. And that was like maybe like freshman year of college, sophomore year. Thank you, um, Tyler Ford. Yeah. And that like bonded us. And it was like it was almost like a covenant friendship that we solidified that we didn't know we were solidifying. And for those of you who don't know, it was this one summer we were just like, hey, we're friends, but like we're not really like let's meet in the summer for however long we're home every Tuesday night. And we're just going to get real with each other and ask the questions that we've all been wondering. And we just had to tell we just had to be honest. And I think that was such a pivotal time in our lives. I mean, it's been so long since we've done something like that, but. I feel like it wouldn't be foreign for us to like have a guy's weekend and just do it again. So to answer your question, long, long, long way to get there. Um, I don't think there was anything that I could think off off the top that I didn't agree with. Cause I'm, I'm a big proponent in, in living in proximity to good friends. Um, what about you? Was there anything you didn't agree with? So, so not that I didn't agree with, but, I I kind of felt was a little idealistic and I I probably was just angry. <laughs> like this idea of like schedule it and make it make time for it. Like I agree. Good friendship you got to make time for. It. You we can't just go about life saying I I'm sorry we haven't gotten together. Life is just so busy. Yeah, like you know, and, and Justin talks about, like, if we don't do something different, we're going to swim along in the current heading for loneliness. But we have to swim against the current. And, like, I I guess with where I'm at, you know, the, some of the guys that live in Shippensburg that I'm trying to connect with, I feel like they they will make time for it if it's convenient and they don't make it a priority and I get frustrated by it because it's like I know I need this but I feel like other men and maybe it's a guy thing that like feel like yeah I don't I don't actually need this how do you think how do you think we could be better at it uh, honestly I think 
stop believing that we're made to be independent and you know i i feel like the biggest lie is that we're self-made no human being is self-made we we depend on people to get to where we want it's all about connection and so it's like let's let's just start saying yes i need people more than I need more money, a bigger house, a nicer car, a bigger family. We need friends. Deep friendship that can just show us it is okay to be authentically who we are because we're, we're going to be loved anyway. Let's talk about the technology part he, he mentioned about it. Um, he mentioned that it should enhance human connection. Um, as a Christian... How would you say we can navigate the digital age and maintain and strengthen friendships uh, in a way that aligns with with our faith and building those connections? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think not relying on the technology as much. Limiting our time on technology so that we can see who's right in front of us. Like, it's insane to me when I go to a dining hall on campus to meet with students. There's a group of five students and they're all sitting on their phones of like, oh, like y'all can make amazing connections right where you are. You don't need a facade of connecting through social media. And like, I'm not saying social media is bad, but I, but I think we've, traded something so genuine and glorious for a subpar copycat you know it's hard because i love i love social media i love watching funny videos right now my whole tiktok algorithm is this pickleball and then this guy who camps in alaska and shows how he camps in an igloo, in the middle of the woods, sometimes when it's cold, sometimes when it's, most of the time when it's cold. And that's my whole algorithm. And I just love watching those things. But one thing he talked about was that it's great to build that connection. You know, Facebook is great when I can connect with, you know, my great uncle who he's seeing me play my guitar and didn't know I did that. Um, but you're right. It is important to have face-to-face, one-on-one conversations. And I struggle with that from time to time. And the reason why I struggle with that is because people suck. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm a people person, and I love people, but sometimes people suck. And and like you're saying, like, hey, I want to connect with you. And they're saying, I want to ke- connect with you, too. And then that's kind of where it ends. But there's there, where's, the, where's the time commitment? Right. You right. know, or... Hey, we said we're going to do something and now you're not, you keep canceling on me. So it, it's, it, it's exhausting. And I, sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, people suck. I just want to do it myself. And the self-made is a, is a fun idea, but like, you're right. Nobody is truly self-made because it does take a team to build things. But that's why I'm like, ah, oh, man, I struggle with that. Cause I love social media. I love being able to connect with people, send texts, um, I barely pick up the phone anymore unless I have to because I'd rather either text you or 
see you in person. So I don't know. That's one thing I, I guess I could say I I struggled with because he was going back and forth. We're like, social media is good for this and group texts are good for this, but then in person is good for this. And I was just like, ah. but I, I understood it. Like, yeah, I'm like, makes sense. But like, how, what does that practically, practically, practically look like, you know? Well, and, and maybe it's like, you know, I, I'm with a group of people. We want to watch funny TikTok videos. With technology, string that joint on a TV and just look at videos in community. So, like, y'all are looking at one video at a time and just laughing. Like, cause, like, that's cool. But why do y'all have to be watching your own individual videos on your phones and thinking that's connection when y'all are, y'all are doing things together that you could do alone while you're in bed? That's not connection. That's just existing in the same area. Yeah. Man, there was, there was two things that I really loved from the book. Um, I can't think of the first one, but this, the second one was at the end where he talked about how him and his friends just bought some land uh, in Virginia somewhere. And there's nothing on this land. They maybe built some, you know, tree houses or whatever. But he, sometimes they'll go camping with their with their kids and they'll have hangouts there. But it was like showing their kids what true friendship looks like. I thought was amazing for them to see their them adults hang out around the fire with their children around and truly connect. I thought that was such a glorious thing because I don't know about you, but I can't picture um, that happening in my family. Like, I don't remember my grandparents having like true friends. Like I can think of family members. I can think of maybe one couple that my grandparents were friends with, but like, I never saw their friendship in person. Right. Yeah, definitely not my mom and stepdad. They were go to work, come home, stay in the house. They would barely wave to neighbors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I hope I hope your kids and my kids someday can hopefully grow up to see uh, what true friendship looks like in adulthood and they can be friends and, and all that jazz as well. I wish I could think of the other thing I really liked about the book. It was in the beginning. Oh, it was, it was, I loved, it was like the five minute phone call he has with one of his friends. I thought that was so genius because like, yes, we are really busy, right? Like I have a bunch of jobs, you have jobs, you have kids, right? And it's just like that five minute phone call where he asked his friend, what? three, five questions, like, and they're simple answers. And then if they need to follow up, they follow up like later. And I thought that was so genius, especially for guys to connect, right? It's, we don't want to talk on the phone all the time. So it's like, well, what can we do to connect in a unique way that will actually get us to be real with each other? Simply put in like, in guy language that we understand, (laughs) you know? Right, like, like the script he had, I was like, bro, that's genius. And at the very end when he said, 
have you left anything unsaid? I was like, bruh, that's when you're really coming in my house and getting comfy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to share his, the difference between sharing and vulnerability. Cause I, I think this is huge. So when you're sharing, you're saying I'm struggling in my marriage, uh, turning that into vulnerability. I shouting, woke up the kids last night and someone threw something. Sharing is also saying, I'm really stressed out at work. Whereas vulnerability says, I'm taking pills to fall asleep because otherwise I can't settle down. And like just the specificity of this is really why my marriage is struggling. This is really why. I can't stand my job. Like, that is what friendships need to look like and ought to look like. Like, we we are made for this. In Genesis 1, Adam didn't realize he was lacking anything. But it was God that said, it is not good for you to be alone. Like, you can be lonely with only God. Yes, like, like he he consistently comes back to that, and I completely agree. I remember, um, it was twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. We all flew to one of our friends' house in in Pittsburgh, and well, I flew. Yeah, I was the only one who flew. Let's be clear. Um, I flew, and we all met there, and it was, what was it? Maybe maybe thirty six hours, maybe. It was if short. If that. And we stayed up pretty much the whole time. But I remember that specific time, it was different than our, our Zoom calls that we were having back in the day, where we would have a call and people would be like, hey, can you pray for this? I'm struggling with this, blah, 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 blah. And then I was just thinking, like, man, we're saying the same things. We're sharing, but we're not being specific. And I specifically remember that time we were sharing, and then I was just like, you know what? Let's be specific. And I just asked, I'm like, hey, you've been saying, you know, I need help with this for so long. Why isn't that changing? Like, what is the real root of it? And I remember it, it was almost like a break happened. Tears were shed. And it was just a moment that I will remember forever that we shared just because we went past the sharing and stepped into vulnerability. And I think that is really hard for, for anybody to do, to step into that vulnerability, that vulnerable space, because you're naked. You're like, oh my gosh, you I don't want you to see me. completely naked. You're completely naked. I don't want you to see me like this. And I f- take it as a responsibility as a friend to anybody who I'm friends with. When they share something with me and they're vulnerable, they are putting themselves out there. I try to take it as a personal responsibility to meet them where they're at and to let them know that they are okay and I'm not going anywhere from based off of what they they tell me. On the flip side, I don't always believe that I get that on the other hand and that's the hard part for me because I don't have a lot of friends who I trust with that information. Right. I mean like I mean how there's Probably maybe 10% of Americans that truly believe I can be completely 
exposed literally nothing hiding in my life and my friends are down like and, and why is that you know like as you were talking like that i feel like that is why when people have therapist they say oh you know it's my p- paid friendship because therapists do this like our clients can share the ugliest most horrific things about their life and therapists stay there they stay in that and connect with clients and like bro if our friendships were more like that dynamic like i don't think there would be as much anxiety and depression and all these mental health issues but like we need people in our lives that can say it's good to, it's good and okay for you to come out of hide you've been alone too long i love that well i think we should give our closing remarks on this on this book um first of all the book is called uh made for people by justin early what's his middle name justin something early whitmill early yes tony has it up there my closing remark is invest in your friendships, especially the ones that are edifying you, that you feel uh, stronger when you leave them, that it is a give and a take equally. Invest in those friendships because your life literally depends on it. Facts. Ditto to that. Um, I would also say have courage to name where your friendships are. And even if someone's not a friend, name that too. Because I think by naming that, we stop living in a facade and we could also invite and say, hey, if you want to be a friend, here's what it requires of you. Friendship isn't easy and it's not, it's costly business. I'll say that. Talk about me being the closer. What a close. What a close, Tony. Guys, what another great episode of Authentically Us. Um, this is our second book review, and it has been another another amazing one. Uh, our first one, what was the first book, Tony? Uh, Between the World and Me. Between the World and Me, and this is our second one. So, guys, we don't know if you like these book reviews. Let us know if you do. Let us know another book, but we like them, and this is a great conversation and for us just to grow. And Come I feel right. like Comrade, what's our next book? Oh shoot, what is our next book? Look it up. You know what it is? Bro, we talked about this. <laughs> See, this is why these our are- next book, Damaged But Not Destroyed. By Mike Todd. The boy. The boy, guys. We love him. And that's gonna be our next book. So damaged but not destroyed. Go ahead and buy it. Um, keep tuning in and let us know about your friendships let us know how you can better improve your friendships and if you learned anything from this one and if you did that's okay because we learned a lot from the book so go get it and that's a wrap until next time y'all be authentic in everything that you do peace peace